the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by Nathaniel Lundy. We are back in the saddle, and right now uh, we're feeling pretty giddy there, Nathaniel, because we have legalized sports betting in the great state of Colorado that launched on May 1st. It is glorious, it is spectacular, and I am spending cash like it's water right now. Uh, all the sports books in operation, for the most part, uh, and we're going to have upwards of 17 available here in the Centennial State uh, before it's all said and done, all with mobile capability. So you got a sports book in the palm of your hand. It's absolutely wonderful. So right now, uh, as kind of a preview, and you know, we're getting some of these Broncos specials that a lot of these sites that are putting out there. And one house, uh, especially DraftKings, has a couple of interesting ones. And I want to get your opinion on this before we get to today's Fade 5 top player props so far that we've seen across the board in the industry. And this Colorado special is this. Who has a higher total this season? Kansas City Chiefs regular season wins at minus 150 here in 2020 or combined touchdowns of Cortland Sutton and rookie Jerry Judy at plus 123. And I'm not going to lie to you, Lundy. I'm not a Broncos fan. Full disclosure. I'm a Chicago Bears guy. Jordan Era runs through my veins. But at plus 123, even though I think Kansas City is going to be the la creme de la creme of the AFC West, I think that's a great value for those wide receivers. Wouldn't be surprised if they have a dozen touchdowns combined. And if Casey takes just a slight step back, maybe only gets 11 wins this season, you're cashing in a handsome profit. Would you fade or follow that one? Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to follow it, and here's why. I think Kansas City is going to get 12 wins. I think that's the number for them. But when you talk about combining Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, just my gut reaction, those two guys together, Brad, I've got them at 14. So even if my number drops by a touchdown, maybe something gets taken away, maybe Noah Fant takes one from me or Melvin Gordon at the goal line, something like that, I'm still going to be at 13, which means I like that plus 123. Winnie, you ponies! All right, let's get into today's Fade 5. Number 5. All right, kicking things off, uh, let's go to a guy that is oft injured. He may be one headshot away from retirement, but this is low-hanging fruit of my estimation, Lundy, and it is Brandon Cook's 875.5 receiving yards this season and his new threads with the Houston Texans. Now, you're an Oregon State guy through and through. It's... You know, this is easy for you because I know you're going to have to try to speak objectively, but subjectivity is going to creep in. And I think the orange and black, which runs and courses through your veins and your bloodstream, it's going to be hard for you to ignore. But I do like the over on 875.5 yards at minus 115. And the reason is this. Remember two years ago, Brandon Cooks is a member of the L.A. Rams. 80 catches, 1,204 yards and six touchdowns. He was number nine in total air yards, number 16 in fantasy points. Per target, getting the job done for the Rammies with Jared Goffel as his signal caller. Now you get an upgrade. His name is one Deshaun Watson. Last season, Cooks had just a 96 ranking and catchable target percentage that has got to greatly improve as long as he stays healthy, Lundy. The 26 year old, yes, folks, he's only 26 years old. I think he's easily going to sail past this, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if he surpasses a thousand yards this season. Fade or follow. 
I'm going to follow you on this one. Yes, thank you for the nod to my Oregon State Beavers. True story, by the way, as we sit here and record the Fade the Noise podcast for this week, I am wearing a Crater Lake t-shirt. I am not kidding right now. I am in an Oregon shirt, for crying out loud. Uh, yes, I'm going to follow you on this one. I liked the fact that you said he could even hit the 1,000. Now, we all understand the health issue is a big one for Brandon Cooks. If he gets his bell rung one more time, he might wind up looking like the Liberty Bell with a giant crack <laughs> down the side of it. Um, I do think that that's possible with him. However, much better signal caller, and I think those numbers that we saw last year can improve. And if they do, 875 and a half, I like it. I'm going to follow. Go Beavs! Number four. All right, moving on. Next one up here in the Fade 5, Christian McCaffrey, 2,049.5 total yards with a juice of minus 110 on the over or the under, according to FanDuel. And I am going... Under, believe it or not. Yes, the CMC Football Factory is cranking out the platinum hits last year and a historic campaign joining the exclusive 1,000-1,000 yard club alongside Marshall Falk and Roger Craig. Now, in NFL history, 53 running backs have gone over this number. A number of guys have done it multiple times, including the aforementioned Falk, uh, and Tomlinson, Eric Dickerson, Priest Holmes, Barry Sanders. Hell, even Tiki Barber did it twice. In his uh, career, really kind of an underrated one. But look, injuries happen in the league, and they play into whether or not the over-under is going to hit. There is no minimum game threshold here. All McCaffrey's got to do is start week one. If he goes out and the injury amp comes a-biting, he could slide under that number. Even if he plays 16 games this season, it's a new coach under Matt Rule. It's a new scheme, a new system. Rule has already hinted that he may shave off some of the workload, the exhaustive touches that McCaffrey logged last season, 403. This is a lot of risk factors here. I don't think he can creep past 2,000 combined yards in back-to-back seasons, and that's why the underbet, I feel, is sound. Fade or follow, Lundy? Follow you on this one as well. I agree with you. And in fact, I think he winds up checking in maybe around 1850 or so. I do agree. Changes in coaching staff, potential injuries. You know, even if you even if you miss a half of a game just because you tweaked yourself, this is a big number to be able to hit. And you need to maximize all 60 minutes in all 16 games to be able to do that. And I just think the changes that have happened there are going to be a little bit different for him. Yes, I know he's cashing big time paychecks right now, but I'm going to take the under because I think anybody that's going with the over has way too much recency bias playing into it right now it's time to play the under which i think is a much safer play for the upcoming season yeah i think olivia colpo definitely disagrees number three all right moving on alvin Kamara, 10 and a half total touchdowns over or under that number the over at plus 102 according to fandle and that is a value i, I simply cannot resist it is delicious, it is delightful, it is delectable. I know Alvin Kamara had a, a bit of a down season, only found the end zone six times last year, but he was dealing with a high ankle sprain for the second half of the season. Still very appreciable in terms of yards created per carry. He was top 25 in that category, top 20 in yak per attempt at 3.81 and still forced a missed tackle 22.2% of the time despite the physical limitations. Remember, two seasons ago, this is a cat that had 50 51 red zone attempts and cashed in for 14 scores in the end. I think he gets back to double-digit touchdowns. I think he goes over the 10.5 number.
number and one of the most electric, one of the most efficient offenses in the league, still at the controls of one Drew Brees. I'm not worried about Latavius Murray. And shut up, you Taysom Hill backers. He's only got a snack on Alvin Kamara very rarely this season. I would not be at all surprised his number one overall running back in fantasy land this year. I say at a minimum. A dozen touchdowns for Kamara this season again at plus 102 on the over. What do you say? Fade or follow? I will follow you on this one, but just barely. I heard you and Funbags on the Sirius XM Fade the Noise radio show today arguing about one Taysom Hill and enjoyed <laughs> right. the fact that I believe Funbags compared him to Tim Tebow, if I recall. Correct. Yes, yes. I do think the people that are buying into Taysom Hill are buying way too much stock in that one. I do think Kamara can get back. Double-digit touchdowns would be a gift for fantasy owners as well, which means this becomes a value bet, as you said, at a plus 102. I'm going to follow. Uh, are those angels singing? We just heard Tim Tebow's name called. Number two. All right, moving on. Let's go back to Tim Tebow's former employer and talk about the Denver Broncos. We discussed here at the top of today's episode. And this prop presented by DraftKings over under 21 and a half passing touchdowns for Drew Locke. And I am taking the over at minus 110. Look, in five games last season, Locke was on pace for 22 passing touchdowns. And what's changed? Oh, you add Jerry Judy, one of the most uh, accomplished route runners in this year's NFL draft class. You add K.J. Hamler, a gadgety wide receiver out of Penn State who can really fly to go along with Cortland Sutton, who last season exploded in a breakout campaign over 1,100 yards that he logged and numerous touchdowns to boot. I love the setup here. I think the offensive line could be a top 10 pass-blocking unit. Locke has no excuses. I think they're going to build the offense around him, spread him out, and he's going to be firing with a pea shooter all day long to these nuclear weapons he has on roster. My goodness, I cannot believe how low this number is, and I can't believe the juice is only minus 110. Hammer the living daylights out of the over. I think at a minimum, you're looking at 23 passing touchdowns for the Missouri product. Fade or follow, Lundy. I will follow on this one, and you already heard me at the top of the podcast. I said that Judy and Sutton, I think, are going to combine for 14. So all I got to do is find eight more touchdowns over the course of that roster. Yes, I will absolutely take it for the kid that the team has nicknamed Buzz Lightyear to infinity <laughs> and beyond. That's what I expect. We're hammering the over with Drew Locke. Lock it in. Number one. All right, numero uno. Here it is in the drum roll. Brrr. Over or under 1,000.5 rush yards for one Kenyon Drake. And I am taking the over at minus 110. You can find this one on Points Bet USA. I love this wager for myriad reasons. Number one, Kenyon Drake last season down in the Sonoran Desert. He sizzled really from start to finish. Over eight games, he averaged 80.4 rush yards per contest. You stretch that out, extrapolate it over a 16-game slate. You're talking about 1,286 rushing yards. Uh, what's really changed in that backfield? Nothing. Yeah, Chase Edmonds is going to be healthy. Might be involved roughly six to eight touches per game. But this is a very nourishing, very supportive offensive environment. You got DeAndre Hopkins now to go along with Kyler Murray to lighten the fronts. And by the way, Kenyon Drake had one of the lowest stack front percentages seen of any running back in the league last season. Just 8.8% of the time. That was the fifth lowest in the NFL I love him. I know Arizona still got some offensive line concerns. They were number 24 run blocking efficiency. But my goodness, 
uh, barring an absolute catastrophic injury, he races past 1,000.5 rush yards. It could be 1,400 yards in the end on the ground at a ceiling. And I think the floor is probably 1,100 when it's all said and done. Fader follow, Lundy. Uh, this is a tough one for me. I do not like this number. I will be honest with you. I wow. cannot. I, I've gone back and forth ever since we started talking about today's pod because I disagree with you. I think the floor for him is closer to about 850 or 875, not 1100. I am concerned about that offensive line. I am concerned about Kyler Murray scrambling and doing some of that. I am concerned about them getting the ball down the field and therefore taking away some opportunities and, of course, health as we continue to talk about throughout the podcast and throughout all of these player props over the course of the offseason becomes a difficult factor. I will tell you this, Brad. I am going to follow you. Oh, okay. But, but... I am awfully nervous at doing it. If I were sitting back with the bankroll, and we know I've got a giant bankroll, uh, I would, <laughs> I would, have, don't tell my wife I said that. Uh, I would, uh, I probably would stay away from this one. So if I'm going to play, I'm probably going to play a small bet on it, but I'm not going to go big time on it because I do think that thousand number sits right in the middle of where I feel like his ceiling and floor is. Uh, I love the Drake. I think you hate the Drake, my man. You and I will have to agree to disagree, though. For some reason, you're telling me on this one. I am definitely breaking the bank. Hey, I went five for five today, man, following you. Look at that. That never happens. No, uh, and you should definitely be fading the noise because uh, chances are you're going to be penniless and in the gutter when none of these hit (laughs) in the end. And that is a wrap on today's episode. Please follow us on Twitter, me at Noisy Wavos, him at Nate Lundy. And fade or follow, that, of course, is up to you. Fade the noise.